This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotatonetwork.com. Watching television, watching television. Watching television, watching television. I need all the image, I need all the sound. I know the info right into my mind. Hey everybody, welcome back to Trial by Pilot. This is the show where we judge an entire series of television and the work of hundreds on one episode. I'm Bill Lynch. I'm Elizabeth Lynch. And Elizabeth picked the show for... <laughs> tonight's episode uh we were going back and forth i had a long list i have this excel spreadsheet that we look at and elizabeth said stop stop looking stop trying to decide we are watching vagrant queen on the sci-fi channel yeah i was all about it guys (laughs) that's false if you listen to the show you know that absolutely is false but there wasn't i mean you gave me a few options, right? And I think we were like, okay, I guess this one. Yeah, we were between this and something else that looked bad. Yeah. I think. Um, but this looked the worst. The worst? This looked the worst. This looked the worst. The worst. Worst? This looked worse than the others, or this looked <laughs> the worst? This looked the worst. This is the worser of them all. Um, the baddest. So I've, I don't watch anything on sci-fi channel. We didn't get sci-fi channel up until about a week ago. Right. All I knew was that they made Sharknado and. Se- oh, that's right. That's where everyone watches. And seven sequels to Sharknado. Right. I didn't know anything about their original programming. Um, I, I'm sure I've heard things in passing before, but I've never watched any of their original programming. Yeah. Other than that, those Sharknado movies, which are obviously, you know, like deliberately bad. I also didn't know anything about it. Like, I just assumed, like, that... I I think until we got into this podcast, just not being a fan of sci-fi, I just assumed that there was good sci-fi and that I just wasn't a fan of sci-fi. But now I know that there's no good (laughs) sci-fi. None of it's good. It's all terrible. Oh, man. All of it. Name Uh, one good sci-fi thing. Well, everyone always says some of the Star Trek series. Um, however, a lot of people have told me how good Battlestar Galactica is. Okay, yes, that's true. We have... I think we've discussed that before. Yeah. So, uh, Kelly, who has been a host on the podcast a couple times, mm-hmm. really likes Battlestar Galactica. And Ken, our brother-in-law, yeah. is really into it. I think they have both requested to be on that that episode. <laughs> so maybe we can have them both over at the same yeah. night. I've never seen it, so I can't speak to how good it is. Firefly is one that a lot of people talk about, which I have seen and really enjoyed. So what was good about it? And I don't know anything about Firefly. It was only one season and it was, it was really like a Western set in space. Okay. Like it was basically like a bunch of, uh, I now don't know. Now a question. Do I like Westerns? I don't know. It, it was, you might like aspects of Firefly because it was okay. campy in a good way. Okay. But again, it was sci-fi and action and everything else. Where can I watch that now? Is that like on anything right now? I don't know. I'm sure you can find it. All right. I mean, that's true. I have heard a lot about that. So I guess there's some good stuff, but like we've talked about it over and over again because we haven't found a single good sci-fi show except for 
the pilot of the original Lost in Space. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I loved that. That was so ridiculous. <laughs> So there's also a Battlestar Galactica board game, which has been famous for a very long time and is considered like one of the best social deduction games. Okay. Um, Why don't you own it yet? I have other games that kind of fill that role, like Avalon. Do you remember Avalon? Yeah. The Resistance? Yeah. It's kind of in that same vein, but grander in scale, and it takes like hours and hours to play. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. But if the show is kind of like that, where you're not really sure who the humans are, and there's always like these questions and swerves, I think it could be interesting. Okay. Um, that's kind of the way Westworld was for the first season. Okay. And I, I love that aspect of Westworld. Would you consider that sci-fi? What do you consider uh, Westworld? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. All right. I'm being really judgy of the of an yeah. entire genre. No, no. That, that didn't immediately spring to mind, but yeah, I don't see what else you would categorize it as. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Westworld's great. Season three, I think, is starting this month. Um, so. <laughs> anyway, back to the show we watched. All that said, <laughs> Vagrant Queen does not belong in the oh conversation with those other shows. Like, it was immediate. Uh, it, right out of the gate, it was so bad. And I know you're going to go through and talk about, like, all the plot points or whatever. <laughs> I mean, if there were any. I mean, there were whoa, there, was whoa, a, there was a story. It was just a bad. It was bad. <laughs> it was so bad. I held. Um, what is that stupid CBS show? Living biblically. Oh yeah. I mean, I held on to that for like almost a solid two years as the worst show I have ever seen on television, and I think Indebted came close to that. I don't think it was as bad, but it came close. And this blew them out of the water. Uh, I don't know if I would go that far. I, I don't think you're remembering just how inept Living Biblically was. But <laughs> yeah, but this was this was this was well, truly Living truly Biblically was also embarrassing. Yeah. I was about to say it was embarrassing. We might have to go back and watch both of the pilots again. Uh, <laughs> do we have to? No, no, no. <laughs> Let's just trust us that they were just trust us they were bad. Yeah. So Vagrant Queen is based on a comic book series. Because everything is. Yeah. That I don't know much about. I just happened to see it as I was looking up stuff. We start on the planet Galeanox. And then the parentheses, another planet, not yours. Which, like, right away, I was just like, oh, shut up. Like, the, I... I maybe. The advertising for this show build it as an action comedy. So whatever that means <laughs> as a genre... That's what they were going for. Sure. Action comedy. But I felt like right away it was like trying so hard to be oh, yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. And it was dumb. Yeah, because she is a scavenger, like trying to find some piece of treasure. I won't even call it a MacGuffin because it doesn't actually serve any... Well, I guess kind of it kind of is because it's just like driving the plot. It has nothing else right. going on for yeah. it. And she, she picks it up and she says, jackpot. And it's like just this... I, I, this is the thing that bothers me about sci-fi. One of the things about like building these worlds is like, what the fuck was that thing? Like, it, it doesn't, it like nothing. Like, I can't relate to any of it because none of it is like actually like tangible yeah. in my real life. So it's just like this cylinder with like glowing green stuff, and she's like, ah, jackpot. I mean, and we're supposed to be like, ooh, that's something cool and important, and it's just like, 
it means nothing to me. I mean, do you know, like, people joke about the MacGuffin all the time. I, I can't remember the origin of it now, but it's like in all of these action movies, there's like some thing, but it could be anything because right. it doesn't actually do anything. It's yeah. just what everyone is striving for and like trying to get their hands on or like whatever's driving the yeah. plot. It doesn't actually serve a purpose. But like it wasn't even, I felt like as the story went on, there wasn't even any like explanation as to like, that that's just annoying to me because there is no explanation and she goes and tries to like sell it to these guys she's like oh we agreed on this price i'm like what the fuck are you guys talking about uh, that didn't bother me because that was i mean that that aspect of it didn't bother bother me because that was the first 90 seconds of the show it was just an intro yeah it was just fine. like introducing her character as the scavenger and getting her to this other yeah it just made station. me roll my eyes because i'm like oh there's a glowing green thing and she's an alien um so her first line is jackpot, and then two other scavengers show up, and they say, looks like we have some competition. And then she says, well, well, what do we have here? Those are the first three lines of the show. Yeah, except that the she's like, I, mean, I think her ears are weird or something. Yeah. Okay, but other than that, she's like human, like really like right. beautiful. Yeah, they, right? they got like cheap prosthetic elf ears, and then yeah. like cut them in half or something. Right. But then, like, the other two scavengers that come up are, like, crazy, ridiculous-looking aliens. And they're like, look what we have here. <laughs> and, like, in these, like, dumb voices. Like, Did you do the voiceover work for the Yeah. <laughs> I've been meaning to tell you. Um, when I came into that $180 last year, it's because of... <laughs> What? What? $180. I'm just joking that they probably didn't get paid very oh, much. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? $180? I thought you were referencing an exact amount of money you made last year no. for something. Um, I think that used to be my monthly student loan payment. So it just oh. like <laughs> stuck out of my head. Anyway, it was just like so painful to watch because this this like alien is trying to deliver these lines like he's some kind of jokester like like he's like like a comedian and like right. telling these really bad jokes i'm like this writing is terrible this acting is terrible they had like a really really bad fight scene oh. to like get this thing back yeah see here's the problem <laughs> <laughs> this all boils down to the problem which is if your show is an action comedy it needs to be funny, funny and have good action. This show didn't have either one. Right. <laughs> and it's so, just in the first, like the first scene. Yeah. So just going back again, the first three lines of dialogue in the show are <laughs> jackpot. Looks like we have some competition and well, well, what do we have here? None uh, of those are original thoughts or right. lines. Like the most boring, cliched, unimaginative bullshit that you can put yeah. in these characters. Um, so then, you know, we get this fight scene. She throws some bladed weapon that chops this one guy's arm off. And he starts to scream as he's like looking down at his arm, back up at her, down at his arm, up at her, like trying to be funny. Mm -hmm. uh, and then she's about to kill the second guy and she says something stupid and she goes, I can think of a better one liner than that. And eh, whatever. And then she just kills him. Yeah. <laughs> it was delivered so poorly. All of it was delivered so poorly. In a way that I'm like, you know, we've talked about this before. I feel bad sometimes for the actors on these bad shows because what are they even going to do with the writing, with the material that they're given? Right. Sometimes right. it's so bad. Yeah. Most of them are not 
established actors. They right. got they got a role. This this woman got a starring role on a on a cable TV show. Yeah, you know. And every time we watch a show like this, I think about like when I used to audition. And I would go to auditions for these things and I would be like, oh, okay, this, you know, like I could just imagine the, like the breakdown, you yeah. know, on like the casting site, like, okay, like, okay, uh, lead, you know, twenties to thirties, like young ingenue. Um, okay. Like, okay, I could do that. And it's like, you know, show <laughs> and it'll a description of the show, like on the sci-fi network or whatever. And you think like, all right, a leading role in a show, like would I have ever turned that down? Absolutely not. Yeah, certainly not. I would I would have taken it. But also you're a better actress than this woman is. <laughs> Well, thank you. But <laughs> the writing was so bad. Like, what would... I think uh, about... I, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes. Like, what would I have even been able to do with that? And how much time do they even have to work on the material? That's the other thing. Yeah. Like, maybe they're like, all right, that was good. Let's go. Like, you have so little control. Oh, I'm sure... You know what I mean? They're just rushing through. It was really bad. <laughs> so the next setting is a space station and they constantly show this space station from outer space. And there's just like glowing neon clouds. Oh my God. Everywhere in this galaxy. <laughs> it's like someone had more effects, yeah. more graphics. And it's like, what is yeah, this? There's just like giant pink spaces in outer space. It was so weird. So they're on this space station were they in one place the whole time yes. and what is a space station it seemed like it was like a whole like city is yeah. that what it is yeah it's like a giant hub for intergalactic travel so like everyone going from planet to planet is stopping at the space station to refuel their ships and okay. get drinks or whatever because i was like trying to relate it again to real life and i couldn't i'm like what would this be like because there is no intergalactic travel <laughs> <laughs> in real life. It's like the little roadside town in the middle of Colorado okay. or something. Like when you're traveling to Denver and you just have to stop for a night. Yeah. I just like couldn't. Is that relatable? Sure. <laughs> okay. I've never been to Denver, but I get it. Um, I just like, oh, remember when we, when we tried to drive all the way through the night from San Francisco to Reno? Oh, what a terrible idea. And then we had to stop at like some little yeah, like roadside motel. motel. We were like, let's just, let's see if they have any vacancies. Yeah. Cause I was definitely going to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. That was bad. <laughs> we're like, oh, we're just going to go. And I remember before we left my, I think it was like my dad was like, are you sure? Like I have the AAA books for you. Do you want to find a, <laughs> do you want to find a place? Like, no dad, we're just going to drive through the night. We'll be fine. Cause we'd like had done it before to like Florida or something. <laughs> yeah, with, four, with four people alternating driving. Right. It was just the two of us after like a flight anyway yeah i digress but so, yes it is relatable <laughs> now i understand so they're on the space station elizabeth you mentioned that you know she gets ripped off in exchange for whatever it is she found yeah we find out that the bartender there is this old friend of hers and he has her meet up with his sister who's willing to help fix her ship for really cheap she's i don't know some kind of spaceship mechanic and the Republic boards the station looking for a fugitive and you know there there's like one guy in black and then a bunch of like nondescript black soldier looking guys with yeah. helmets they all look exactly the same they're yeah. like stormtroopers but a worse design yeah so they're looking for a fugitive and the bartender brings Alita which is the name of the protagonist she somewhere in the back and we see a hooded figure stand up and follow them 
Um, like not discreet at all. Like it was so obvious. It also turns out to be completely pointless because we never, we don't see him again until like he just reveals himself. <laughs> so like him, like secretly, like moving through right. the shadows, following them meant nothing. Um, then we just go through some scenes of this like Republic uh, leader, like the bad guy interacting with people on the space station. And every character is just so ridiculous. Everyone takes on like the same affectation, like trying to be funny, quote yes. unquote. Uh, I will all just be funny by acting like crazy people. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> like, but they, like, you know, when people are trying to be funny and they do really like bad voices. Yeah. It was like that. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's just so many television channels and streaming services and so much TV being produced. My question was like, how could they not find any talented people? Like no one on this show was funny. Wasn't there someone, wasn't there one person that could like add a little spark of right. humor to the show that everyone was so bad. And I was even so like disappointed when I realized, cause there's this one guy on it and I was like trying to place him. I was like, where do I know that guy from? Like what soap opera did I see him on? What commercial? Like where, <laughs> one of the many soap operas you where did I see it? Right. <laughs> like, but he had that look and then we realized right. he was from, we realized Shits- well, you realized. I knew the whole time. You knew the whole time. I was like, who is that guy? Why do I know him? Why he looks so familiar. And he was Mutt. Mutt? Yeah. Yeah, Mutt from Schitt's Creek. And I was like, oh. Because, like, when I think about it, he wasn't, like, anything fantastic on Schitt's Creek or anything. He was, like, just no. whatever. But I was so disappointed because I'm like, God, he's not good. Like, yeah. he's so bad. With Also, with nothing to work with. He was sure. fine in Schitt's Creek because the writing was good and everything else around him was like, like he didn't need to be anything Well, yeah, other. he was like, in scenes with Alexis. Right, exactly. He was just supposed to like be like this like hot, you know, object yeah. of her affection right. and like kind of like a mellow guy and that's what he was. This, he like could not carry a yeah. scene. Yeah. Also, <laughs> there's a bunch of bandits that have guns that l- literally look like Nerf guns that they oh taped glue sticks onto. <sighs> uh, then we get a flashback. <sighs> Eight years ago, the Republic boards a different space station with Alita on it, and as she is running to escape, they kill her mother as she watches as she's launched into space. <laughs> then back in present present day, whatever, doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> uh, she's being chased by one of these soldiers, and she like jumps down a garbage chute, which for some reason has a giant window, so you can watch the garbage get compacted. And the soldier like shows up outside oh, the yeah. window, and he. He it's like, so he turns off the gravity, so she like floats up, and then like six pieces of trash float up, but everything else remains on the floor. There's like just a giant floor of trash that doesn't isn't affected by right. this gravity. Okay, I had a big question about gravity. Oh. And I guess I never really thought about this, because I guess this would apply to every show in space. Why is like, like how is there gravity? <laughs> On this space, isn't there no gravity in space? But can, like on the space station, they can just walk around. Artificial gravity. You have it on on in real life spaceships and uh, space stations. I too. thought whenever you see someone in, like an astronaut, they're always floating around. You do, but there's artificial gravity too. Okay, well that just they're, seems they're not a like little... that the entire time. Oh, those are just the sexy shots. Of them floating around. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't know that because it occurred to me partway through. I'm like, how are they? It just didn't make any sense, especially with that garbage shoot scene. 
like there's gravity sometimes and then there's not other times like right, why right. no that, that, that could theoretically be a, a thing all right fine i mean i guess, suppose it could be a rule of this world yeah so the soldier has some ridiculous line about like oh yeah if i kill you then i won't have to drive around with malcolm anymore oh malcolm's always doing this blah 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 like just another yeah trying to be funny yeah with the same kind of voice and then in comes the guy from Shit's creek to save her and we find out they have a past yeah, together. Yeah, of course they do. Um, but then she gut punches him as she leaves. They had such a painful scene together that was actually like multiple scenes because they kept cutting back to it of the two of them just like basically circling each other <laughs> and like talking about their past. And when you're kind of like, okay, like I guess, or like talking around their past. Yeah. Well, we hear in many, many scenes that he shot her at some point. Like, literally shot her. I must have missed that when I <laughs> fell asleep. I'm just going to be oh my honest. God. I fell asleep at one point. <laughs> they mentioned it in almost every scene that they were in together. I was so confused <laughs> by, a lot of, uh, by a lot of what was going on, and that's why I fell asleep. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what was confusing about it. It wasn't that deep or confusing of a show. I think, do you know what it was? I had a really hard time following like where we even were i didn't really understand what the space station was and like i knew that there was a nightclub but then like the entire space station looked like a nightclub uh, okay and i was like where are we well it's because, because they had she was two like, sets to work with <laughs> right she was like walking on sand in the first scene like some sand planet which really just looked like she was like under a boardwalk somewhere Oh, yeah. That's all it was. That was, was filmed like, in Atlantic like City. Big, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I just, I couldn't place like where anything was and where they were walking to. There were, I, I just, the world didn't make any sense to me. I had no sense of where we were. Yeah. You were somewhere on a space station. So I guess There was so. some cold metal <laughs> yeah, on the wall. Yeah, there was cold metal. So then, you know, she gut punches this guy and goes to leave and she pulls up this hood to like as a disguise, but the hood doesn't even reach like her face. It's just like a half hood. Right. So you can see her distinct <laughs> ears still. Um, so then a secret rebellion is there and knows that she's the true queen and they've been searching for her for whatever, eight years. And one of the one of the people in the secret rebellion is like a three foot human dog oh my god i forgot about that <laughs> i don't even know what they were going for with this it kind of looked like barf from space balls if you remember <laughs> yeah. him at all yeah like just just really simplistic dog like half brown face half white face except sure. this guy was like three feet tall and had like a really high-pitched voice yeah <laughs> nim Nim was his name. Yeah. Uh, and so they bond. Nim cooks her some food. And then Isaac, who's played by the guy from Schitt's Creek, saves the mechanic from two guards. So now we have like our two pairs of uh, the team. And the Republic is using the bartender as bait. And Isaac knows that Alita won't leave him. So they disguise themselves in Republic guard costumes. And Classic. Yeah. But the loyalists take Alita hostage to be sure that she escapes with them. 
And they're like super creepy about it. They're like, you must produce an heir. We must continue the royal line. Oh, yeah. They were weird. Yeah. But she gets out and then Nim helps her escape further. So eventually they all end up in guard disguises. They meet up, the two pairs, and they realize that they're all working on the same side, more or less. And they are about to get on the ship to escape. But she's not going to let Isaac on because he shot her at some point. They bring it up again. And they like keep talking about it. And finally he says, wait, I have something to tell you about your mother. She's alive. And he pulls out her mom's locket that we saw in one of the flashbacks and says he'll help her get to her mom. And then there was a commercial, which I thought was the end of the show, but sadly it wasn't. Right. And then we get a laser tag scene. Oh my God. It literally looks like laser tag. (laughs) It really did. Until there's like a standoff and... Which, Which I would have been okay with if the show was actually funny. And it just ended up being like, that's how they fought in that world. Like in Bugsy Malone, they like fought with like <laughs> pies, you know, like whipped cream yeah. pies. It, it would have been funny, but like nothing else about the show was funny. So it just made it look like bad production value. Yeah. You know? So then the dog pulls out some device and goes, Nim make boom. Oh and and <laughs> there is a very, I stress the word very small shower of like sparks. Yeah. This is the time that they could have used those bad graphics of like flashing lights. Right. But like they didn't. And then we're supposed to believe that that killed him or injured him. No, no. This is when he like throws this at a bunch of the bad guys and they all like go flying. And then as they're about to escape, the big bad guy shows up, shoots Nim and is is like holding him and asking for a trade for Alita. Like we'll give you the dog guy for her. But he sacrifices himself with another grenade Oh, okay. <laughs> Again, like it's it looked like a Roman candle size shower of sparks. <laughs> like not even like the thing that shoots out of the Roman candle, just like the sparks that come out of it. That was the size of this explosion and it was supposed to have been this big self-sacrifice where he kills himself and a bunch of other people. It was so bad. Uh so they take off and get away and <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck I wrote here. I put in quotes, I truly have no idea. Uh, they, they look surprised and we're like, huh. I don't know what the fuck that means. I can't help you there. I don't remember. Um, oh, oh, oh. I remembered. I was typing notes and I missed like the last minute. And I said, what happened? And you said, I truly have no idea. remember this now and then the last scene because the last scene is all of them looking really surprised and going huh but i didn't know why they were doing that and neither did you i had no idea and we didn't rewind because who fucking cares who cares don't watch this show i don't recommend it there was nothing redeeming about Mm -mm. it the bad stuff wasn't so bad it was funny the funny stuff wasn't funny yeah production value was terrible the only redeeming thing about this, Ooh. I'll find one. I found one thing. Okay. It just makes me want to watch Spaceballs, which actually was oh. action comedy. Yeah. That's good sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> Spaceballs. All right. Yeah. That, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else. Uh, I don't think it's worth watching this. I, I mean, we have watched other shows where the writing is just terrible and the directing is terrible and we can tell Mm -hmm. but we're not really sure 
if that's affecting the actors right or like you can't really tell how good the actors are yeah in this i felt like you could kind of tell yeah they really didn't have any quality actors on this yeah. show i mean there wasn't a lot of talent so that paired with terrible writing and directing and bad production value wow i mean it was it's one of the worst shows we've ever seen yeah i think it's it's it might be the worst I don't know. I'm not ready to say that. Okay. I'm not ready to say it was worse than Living Biblically, but it's certainly in my bottom three. Yeah. Certainly in my bottom three. Ugh. Um, I, I honestly don't even know what else to say about it. Like, yeah. that's it. It was bad. Yeah, I don't I mean, recommend it. I don't, I don't know anything about sci-fi channel, so I have no idea if this will get a second season. I don't know what they're... I haven't heard of anything else on their network other than Sharknado, so I, I clearly have no <laughs> idea, but I don't think it should get a second season. Yeah, it should not. Uh, but but what does it matter? Who cares? I, I just don't understand. Are <laughs> people, I guess the answer is yes. Are people so desperate for sci-fi that they will watch this? I guess the answer is yes. I guess so. I mean, there's a whole network for it. Yeah. I don't know. Oye, oye. Not our thing. So glad we have we have a real cable now that we can get the sci-fi yeah. network. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find something on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have anything else to say about this show. Let's not, let's not belabor this. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. No recommendations. No second season. You got to predict. No. I say no. Okay. No. Sure. Oh no. I'm yes. Just to disagree <gasps> with you. <laughs> Whoa. You guys. I don't here think first. it should, but Big maybe sci-fi bet. is so bad. I mean, they made so many Sharknados. Maybe they just make bad things. Yeah, and I, I mean, people must watch those Sharknados just to laugh at how bad they are. Yeah. But you can't do that, that with this. Right, because it's not even funny. Yeah. And there's no, like, the one of the things with, with Sharknado is that it's, like, some of your favorite, like, old, like, washed-up stars in it. True. This doesn't have anybody in it. There's just, nothing. Just future washed-up yeah. actors. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. If you have suggestions on shows for us to watch, you can email us at trialbypilot at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at trialbypilot. And go on to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts. Subscribe to the show and leave a review. Oh, and thank you to The Beats for providing our theme music. Thanks, Beats. Bye, everybody. Bye.